All right, guys, here we are, finishing first for the first time in 260 days, or maybe, I think that's right, uh, or no, what was it? It's uh, since uh, 2019 it was, it was, 500 was this days. last race win. It's it it 500 over, and something days, yeah. 500. Yeah, it was a lot of days. But Mark Marquez wins the race with Miguel Oliveira in second, um, and Fabio Quattararo in third, Brian Bender in fourth, Francesco Bagnaia in fifth, Jack Miller in sixth, Alicia Spargaro in seventh, Yoan Zarco in eighth, Joan Mir in ninth, and Paul Spargaro in tenth. His best, close to his best finish of the year, if it's not his best. Um, so, um, Mark Marquez winning was surprising, but. What a special day for him and his team after the long road. Um, Saxon Ring has a ton of left-handed turns. Yeah. And uh, and that really helped him because he didn't have to use his right arm. Um, but Mark Marquez, all credit to him. What a race. Um, you know, do I think he's back yet? Eh, I don't know. We'll see next week. But... This is great for him. And I, I think, honestly, um, the beginning of the race when he got ahead of Aleish, I think Aleish held a lot of those guys up because Mark wasn't running a pace they couldn't keep. It was just they couldn't get by Aleish. Yeah. Um, it's a one and that, that worked to Mark's favor, and he ran a great race putting a little gap there that they couldn't overcome. But, you know, that's part of it. And, and you know, all credit to Mark for making that pass and getting past Aleish so that you could do it. But... Uh, he surprised a lot of people, and that came out of nowhere for HRC. When I know they were glad to see it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was obviously he was very emotional on the podium. It, you know, everyone I think was emotional with inside of HRC. It was, uh, you know, it was a good. It was good to see uh, him overcome what he's had to go through the last year. Um, I, I mean, I, I know you're not a Marquez fan. Uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that he was able to get a win. It was, I think it's good for him. Uh, it's good for his, you know, for for his mental state um, to know where he was at and to be able to push and to uh, to step into that. Um, I, I don't uh, I don't think he's back, you know, as as I'll put in air quotes, he's not quote back. Uh, I think that Assen, he's not going to see that kind of uh, uh, competitiveness. I don't know that that kind of edge. Definitely, I don't think he's going to have see that kind of a lead in the, that gap form um, if he does get to the front, but. Uh, you know, Miguel Oliveira, again, this KTM team, and Brad Bender in fourth, these guys are, they're there, and they're dangerous, like you said earlier. Um, this And KTM right now is just strong, unbelievably strong. Well, I, I so I agree with you with what you said about Marquez. I, I know they were emotional. I found it funny that when I saw him win, I went right back to the, whatever <laughs> and, and I, I i don't and i did that like without thinking about it but i i realized the significance of what happened i also realized how amazing a writer that this young man is i mean he he smoked those guys with one arm like jack miller said right i mean he's got one arm and he smoked them and that's that's just unreal i I've said this before begrudgingly, but I really think 
Mark Marquez may be the single greatest talent that I'll ever see on a motorcycle. Um, whether he gets more world championships than Rossi now, I don't know. Before, it was a foregone conclusion. But I, I don't know. But Marquez, is, he's just so special. Um, what do I think about KTM? Um, I, I said they're coming. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, they're getting better and better and better. And I think they're getting better at a faster rate than anyone else. You know, we saw Quattararo running away with races at the beginning, but he's no longer doing that now for a couple of races in a row. I mean, at this point, he's trying to distract them with his uh, no undershirt <laughs> practices. And, you know, but I don't think he's got – I mean, he was – Five seconds behind Miguel Oliveira. Five. That's big. Yeah. So let's see what happens here in Assen because if KTM is again on the podium and they just missed out, you know, really of having two KTMs on the podium. Mm -hmm. And if that starts to happen, this championship could go crazy. What are you snapping? What are you doing? At your dog? Don't no. do it. Um, I'm just teasing you, man. You do whatever you want. But so KTM KTM is making strides and they're making big strides. And that's gotta be scary for everybody else in the paddock. And, you know, Fabio needs to really turn it up here at Assen and, and after the break because, you know, he's built a, a good lead. He's he's been riding really well, but Miguel Oliveira is just letting him know. The last two races, Miguel Oliveira's picked up points and a good, you know, a good amount of them. And if this continues, this race will get tight really fast. Yeah, I think I think. I mean, the KTM, if not not for just the last two races, the last three races, we've seen the you know, KTM really have a lot of momentum carrying. You know, they did well in Mugello, they, they did really well in Catalonia, obviously with with Miguel being on top step of the podium, and then also now with. Um, uh, you know, the second place uh, with Miguel Oliveira and Brad Bender in fourth place, they've got a lot of momentum coming into Aspen. You know, so like you say, if they're going to, if they do well this weekend, they're going to have a, a really nice summer break to go in, to relax. They're going to be going in on a high. They're going to be coming into the, the second half of the season strong. And, and that's not something that I don't think Quartararo wants to be worried about um, going into Assen. If he doesn't no. have a good weekend in Assen, you know, he's got a lot of time to think about, you know, wh what, where did it go wrong? Where did it, what do yep. I need to do? And a lot of time to really start to worry. And, and not that I think that that's where Fabio is right now, because Fabio even said it on Sunday when he got the podium, you know, he was, ha he was struggling all weekend. He had a couple crashes. He openly said, you know, to get a podium in Saxon Ring, it was like it was gold to him. You know, he was very happy. He was very positive about it. So I don't think he's quite there yet. And we have to look at the rest of the Yamahas in the field. I mean, Fabio was Yamaha's savior this weekend in all intents and purposes. I mean, when you're second, and, and, and please don't take this the wrong way, um, but when you're second highest placing Yamaha is Valentino Rossi in 14th place, there's something there's an alarm there's there 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 are bells going off you know in yamaha's garage yeah I think. well um, listen the only other hope they had on the the newest spec bike 
was Maverick Vinales, and that's that all we need to say. Ridiculous. For, yeah. He just lost his job. I think he just lost his job. I, I really do. Um, and, and I think we'll see because he you, is going. He's going to have to win four races after this break to keep that job. I, I, mean, I don't think his. <laughs> I think his contract is not up, but I think they might buy him out. He's so, not. He's just doing nothing. I mean, Acid is a strong track for Vinales, and Acid is a strong Yamaha track. So we'll see what happens this weekend. I'm really looking forward to seeing you know what the Yamahas can do, and if Fabio comes back into the form that he has shown at the beginning of the season, and also if we're going to mm-hmm. see another strong KTM because I don't think I'm not sure what KTM's history is is like at Assen. Um Nothing that I can think There's of. There's nothing the top significant. Of my head. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing notable off the top of my head yeah. that I remember seeing a lot of orange, uh, you know, on the podium at all. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, this was where I think this was where, um, uh, um, excuse me, Jack Miller got his first win in the wet, wasn't it? Back in 2016, yeah. Yeah. maybe. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, yeah, I'm no, this Aston's always a fun track. Something big always happens here, and. And we're going to have a good time with it, and it's going to be a good race, and I'm excited. Um, I was excited to see, you know, Francesco Bagnaia put it in the top five. Um, Jack Miller right behind him in sixth. You know, for the first time in a long time, they both beat Johan Zarco. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe the first yeah. time this year they've both beaten him. I'm not sure. No, that's not true because he fell one time. Um, but, you know, Alicia Spargaro finishing in seventh, I mean, that's pretty good for Aprilia. And we're finding that Dovey was right on the money. A top five is possible, but it will be hard. Yeah. And so there they are, right outside the top five. Dovey was right on the money. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I'm wondering, I mean, I, I just wonder about what's going to happen, you know, with Fabio. And we're hoping, I hope we don't see, it felt different at the beginning of the year. You know, last year we saw him fade tremendously at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we're not starting to see that now, but it seems to be more consistent right now. And and, and, and I'm hoping for that because I love to see him up at the front fighting for the championship at the end rather than just handing it away to whoever. Um, but at the same time, you've got a lot of guys here that are scrapping, trying to stay in that fight, and I, it will be an interesting second half. But... Um, you know, Joan Mir finishing in ninth was a little disappointing, if I'm honest. I thought he would do a little better going into the weekend. I, I, I don't know. The Suzuki is struggling more than I thought it would. Um, they seem to really struggle, especially with qualifying. Joan Mir, I, he just can't get it figured out. I mean, he right. just can't. <clears throat> right. um, but Alex Renz finished the race. Now, that might be because his wrist was hurting so bad he couldn't actually ride it, but he finished. So, Alex, congratulations. Do it again. Yeah, don't Do stop. it again. Uh, and, you know, yeah. And what about Pole? What did you think about Pole with Spargaro and his comments <clears throat> after the race? So, for those of you that don't know, um, the comments that Paul Spargo made uh, were that, and, and I'm hoping that you're you're also referring to the ones that that uh, quote it opened my eyes. I need to copy Marquez. I need the same bike. <sighs> okay, go ahead and do it. 
You get his bike spec, you get his settings, and you get everything, and you go out there and you ride that bike and you let me know what happens. If you if you do better and uh, and are able to fight consistently, copying Marquez's his settings, copying Marquez's bike setup, copying everything that you need to do, then then I'll I will wear a Polo Spargo T-shirt. I will come. I will have colors flying. It, you know, but I'm sorry. Once again, <gasps> I think that this Ooh. is. I, I think an this, extra medium. This is Polo Spargo once again blaming the bike and, and not really looking inward to say, okay, well, you know, what can I do differently? It, this is okay. The, the, well, he's got a, he's got this bike. I need that bike. I need that that setting. I need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of counterintuitive to what he claimed through all the years of working with KTM. You know, he he claimed so much credit. Uh, you know, and not to take anything away from him because yeah, he did a lot of development work on the KTM. But we also saw that KTM didn't make a, a really massive step forward until Danny Pedrosa walked into the garage. So uh, I I feel like Paul Spargro was starting to kind of get a a reputation Ooh. to me of riding firing uh, shots at pole of riding coattails <laughs> um you know on other people's <laughs> achievements so I, I i don't know i okay so you're promising about the pole t-shirt all right everybody heard it so that's gonna happen <laughs> but you know i have to agree with you on a couple of points and one is that that the ktm development took a huge step forward when Danny Pedrosa showed up and the fact that they are giving him so much credit in that KTM garage is evidence of that. Um, you know, I've never heard Paul say anything positive about Danny Pedrosa and his help. And now he may have last year, but I never heard it because it was probably over his crying. Um, but the thing about Paul is you can't ride Mark Marquez's bike with Mark Marquez's settings. You can't. You know why? Because he's Mark Marquez, and he has eight world championships, and he nobody can do what Mark Marquez can do because many, many have tried to ride the Honda for a lot of years, but you know who could ride it? Mark Marquez. Mm -hmm. That's it. Now, you made evident, you made, you made a point talking about Nakagami getting Marquez's data and getting to look at it and understand it. And he came the closest that we've seen. He was, but he crashed out. Marquez is unique and one of a kind. As much as it pains me to say it, but he is. He is so special. And I think by saying that, what I'm saying is that in the MotoGP realm, at that level, Polis Bargaro is not that special. Um, not to say that Pole isn't a great rider, because he is. And I think if he went to World Superbike, he could make some noise. Yeah. But the honest truth is that he's not Mark Marquez, but no one is Mark Marquez. No one. And to say I need the same settings and the same bike, Okay. Okay. So I'm with you, Bo. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't, I, I can't with Pole anymore. Like, I, he, he's a little bit <laughs> on the same Alex Renz bus with me. I think that's like, exactly. Like, he's a little bit the same. Like, I can't, I can't even, I just can't even. I, so, 
you know, having said all that, I, I think the thing to take away from this weekend is that Mark Marquez still is Mark Marquez. Now, that Marquez, we don't know what that looks like a year from now. Yeah. And we don't know if he wins the next 10 Saxon rings. I doubt it. Because if Mark Marquez can only win at the Saxon ring, I don't think Mark Marquez will race. Because he is struggling not being at the top week after week. And if they go back, he wins this race, and then he doesn't have another podium, or he's not even close, Mark Marquez may step away because he said it more than once. He has made a point. I don't know if he's just poking Rossi with a stick or if he's just being honest. But he's always said, you know, what Rossi's doing is amazing at his age, but if I can't win, I'm not going to race. I don't want to do that. No. So Marquez may not love the racing as much as he loves the winning. And he's willing to do it and work hard and do what it takes as long as he can win. But if he doesn't feel like he can win, we may see him walk away. And I don't know. I, I think the sport will be worse for it because, my goodness, when he, on his best day, he is something to behold. Yeah. He does things that I don't think anyone else can do. Yeah, it's special to watch. The crash. Yeah, and I and I feel fortunate. Yeah, yeah. What he was doing in that race was unreal, and I feel fortunate. Even though I'm not his biggest fan, I feel fortunate to have watched him race, because people that come 30 years from now will want to know what it was like to see him race. Yeah. And all you'll be able to say was it was unbelievable. He was just unbelievable. Go watch the videos. I'm sure they'll be able to upload them just like we can. Watch, go, we can go watch Kevin Schwantz and Wayne Rainey go at it. You know, it, it, it it's just unbelievable. So, I'm 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 done with pole. <laughs> I'm pretty much done with Alex Renz. Yeah, and Vinales as well, right? Eker Lakawona, I just don't think is as talented. I'm not as done with Eker as I am with those two because Eker just tries to do his job. Yeah. You know, um, but he's just not there. I am really worried about Franco Morbidelli. And I'm really worried maybe he misses the rest of the year. But as we spoke about, I think that might be the right choice. Yeah, but it's, it could be the, the, the... I'm super excited to see Garrett Gerloff jumping on a Patronus Yamaha. Absolutely, I, I'm excited too. I, I I love. I'm a huge Garrett Gerloff fan. Um, I, you know, it's going to be exciting to watch. You know, hopefully he's he he gets comes to grips with the track yeah. soon. You know, quickly and he uh, gets the direction, starts getting you know, finds some speed and and has fun. You know, and I hope it's a, sec- a successful weekend for him. Um, you know, right. not to not to say that we're gonna you know expect to see him fighting for a top five or a win, but you know just to be able to see him competitive. To oh have no, fun, I expect him to, to win it. <laughs> Go put it on the top step. No, we're here to win. We're Americans. Win it. And I, you're, everything you're saying is true. And I don't want to cut you off. I just, I, I are we gonna get the? Is he gonna get to ride past day one this time? Because last time. He got kicked off the bike, even though he was doing awesome. Well, you know, obviously that was for different circumstances. You know, Valentino Rossi wasn't injured; he was just waiting, awaiting a, a second neg- or a negative COVID test. So, eh, you know, I get it, but but you I think what, that Mo? he did, but he did well. Like you said, he was doing awesome in Valencia, and I think that that really helped him get this phone call 
um, to, to say, hey, let's, let's, I do too. let's keep him on the short list. You know, they called Top Rack. Um, and wow. Top, Top Rack it turned damn, it. It, it damn. Uh, yeah, I know. It sure wasn't the, the crash in Estoril. That didn't cut it. You know, <laughs> yeah. that wasn't helping. <laughs> so, um, for all you Disney viewers out there, I'm sorry I almost used some poor language. I tried to twice, but Bo kept talking, so thanks, Bo. Um, but you're right. Everything you're saying about Gerloff is right. Let's hope what if Gerloff takes this thing and puts it in the top 10, I will be going nuts. Oh, yeah. Nuts. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, that'd be exciting. That'd so be you're exciting. excited is Very, what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ex- I'm imagining that. I'm imagining, I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, man, I listen. You know, I think we're about out of time now, but um, I've surely have enjoyed talking about this stuff, and and I do apologize to everybody out there that these were a little bit abbreviated. This didn't really normal, but you know, we're glad Bo is back and healthy and able to do the podcast again. And uh, how how's the wheelchair transfer coming though? I mean, you getting better <laughs> with that thing? uh yeah it's uh it's it's slow going um quite literally yep. actually yep. you know and, and my arms aren't very strong anyway and and traversing uh carpet and dog toys and dog bone and through the house and it's like little wheel chocks that i land on every potholes all the way through so uh it's very very uh comparable to some south carolina roads so it's um, oh my gosh but hey, we have the worst roads it's a means to an end you know it's a it's it's a season right now so i just got to keep working and and uh and get through yep. it you will you will man and listen to all those in the community are behind you too that's that's the truth and uh we you know we want you to get better we want to see you back out there and and more importantly we want to see your wife because she's the one we like but well, she's the one think, that, that cooks for you guys at track days. So that's right. Well, um, she takes care of us. That's what we like. We we true. like for people to take care of us, and not come over there and make fun of our bike like you do to me. Whoa. So, you know, but I mean, I'm gonna be excited to see you back out there, and you know, in any capacity, and and also, I'm excited for the races this weekend in Assen. Uh, we've got uh, Moto America is at the Ridge. And guys, we're going to do World Superbike recaps and Moto America recaps from Road America uh, tomorrow. So we'll have those up in another day. But it's getting late here, and and uh, we're just gonna we're a little bit overloaded. And this way, I can go back and review because I did have some thoughts about what's happening in World Superbike and what's happening in Moto America, and I'm sure Bo does too. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, again, we thank you for tuning in. We know this probably was a little bit rushed and everything, but we wanted to get it in there. But we hit the high points, and then once Assen comes, we'll be ready to jump back into our normal rhythm. And uh, I mean, I think so, right, Bo? I mean, you don't need time to recover, do you? No, we'll uh, we'll definitely. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll try not to to make us wait two weeks to do a podcast. So uh, yeah, we'll Listen. jump back in as soon as we can. And um, and obviously, my lungs weren't too badly damaged. You now we're still pretty long winded here at Parkland Turn. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, that's what we're here to do is to take up that long drive to the track. You know what I mean? Like we're here to fill that time up, give you something to laugh about or scream at the radio about us being idiots. Either way, we don't care. It's just like they say, no press is bad press. But um, 
you know, I, I really appreciate it, Bo. Let's, uh, I guess that'll end it. So everybody out there in podcast land, listen, Bo and I want you to keep that shiny side up and that rubber side down and keep riding. And uh, we'll be back uh, in the next couple of days with our recaps on World Superbike and Moto America, like I said. Until then, I'm Captain Novice. And Bo. <laughs> and we will see you or talk to you again soon. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Everyone have a good one. Bye.